0: Bad, bad girl. They
2: is buggers <laughs> over here.
1: Back outside, this is the point where he always hits it. Aaron oh, Harrison! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief.
2: We did it, we beat those British We pastors. beat
1: the British, second Cornwallis. 10
2: kids, you're basically pregnant for 20 years, pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow, like that sounds exhausting. Potheads, what an adorable we an adorable bunch of people.
0: Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5,
2: touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day.
0: Come on.
2: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
1: Hello everybody, happy Monday to you, February 13th, 2023, it's a new week, it's a new edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, Roll Cow. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush and Justin Kalen, hope everybody had a great super duper weekend, we've got a lot to talk about on today's show. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. How you all doing? Roush, how was your weekend?
2: Um I'm doing well. Well, uh, had uh it was an exciting weekend, very exciting, a lot of stuff going on. Uh baby Frank uh got 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 old Jesus on his side with uh baptism Sunday morning. So we had uh family coming in and we had a party for the guy. Um so it was. It was really exciting. Really exciting. Nice way to kick off a uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, you know, uh, aside from the just dealing with the kids during the Super Bowl and trying to get them to sleep, uh, all, all in all, great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, a fun game Sunday night. Teach, uh, how was your weekend?
1: It was good. Went by went by too quickly, as they so often do. But uh, it, it was nice. Weather was. Got to spend some outdoor time and go on some some walks, and there were sporting events to be had, which was enjoyable. And uh, yeah, we just wanted a good game in the Super Bowl. Came down to the wire, lots to discuss with that game, so we'll we'll talk about that. Solid betting weekend as well, which is always nice. And that's so good. It was a good. It was a good weekend. I got to take in some CSAA basketball, which is always fun. Yeah. And uh, so oh. all, all around good. Stuff.
2: And a big old suck it to you and St. Rayfield teach.
1: You're such big a big old winner. suck it. You're such a sore winner. It's pretty pathetic. Definitely not a I've been here before sort of mentality.
2: Oh, been here so many times that I just wanted to remind you how many times it's happened.
1: I wasn't know, even there supporting St. Rayfield because some of us, believe it or not, actually move from within a 10, uh, a 10 block radius of where we grew up, if you can believe that. You moved nope. to somewhere else. I'm supporting St. Margaret Mary, and they also lost, unfortunately. Um, but I, you know, I've always want St. Rayfield Giants to do well. Sounds like they were the Cinderella team. Did you even go? Did you were you even there? No,
2: so, I was not even there. Oh, so um, not even
1: supporting your team. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Um, yeah, Makes sense. I, well, I, St. Rayfield I, I, outnumbered so, the St. Paul supporters probably five to one.
2: Somebody, somebody had to work, and uh, you know the the hot takes don't get on the KSR blog machine uh for nothing. So oh, but uh, I to, did send my son though. Your, you can always go I, to
1: your family's game at another time. You know, just, work, just, work's more important.
2: I mean it's it's either uh baptism or basketball game. So you know you can, only, you can only do so much juggling. But I did send a proxy. Duke was there uh loud proud cheering on the Raiders doing the Raider rumble. Um but nevertheless it, it, the, those those games are a lot of fun and it's just fun to see the excitement I remember uh, my fifth and sixth grade city championship, and you just you, you feel like you're on top of the world. So really happy for those kids. It's just it's cool to call yourself a city champ.
1: It so, is cool. It's a fun, fun league. Congrats to all that we're playing. A uh, lot of a lot of people out there at Trinity, and uh, it always seems like that the the schedule does kind of coincide with the Super Bowl, it, you know, pairs up mm-hmm. with the city championship games being that day, which makes it even more fun. Uh, makes it even more enjoyable scoots how was your weekend wow
2: sounds great Uh, maybe it's because i just got a message that was asked why isn't your radio show on so maybe he's trying to uh fix fix the radio
1: that could be the case you think that he would potentially let us know that (laughs) <laughs> by, you know, unmuting himself and saying, hey, no, we're having issues with this or we're having issues with that. Uh, so it could just be you and I talking to each other, Ralph. So there's nothing wrong with that, though.
2: No, no. Um, which, speaking of producers, did our producer make it to our, our old producer? Oh, uh, it's on now. I've, I've got confirmation. Did our old producer make it out to Arizona?
1: I am fairly confident he did not go. Negative. He did not. I, I, be- I believe has an update. Uh, for everything that's going on this morning, Scoots, what's up?
0: Yeah, sorry guys. I uh, I started our live show. You all came on, and I was not hearing our sound. I was continuing to hear the Yahoo sound, so had me a little concerned. I've never I've never dealt with that here at this station, so I know what to do to fix it in the future. Now, hopefully, that doesn't ever happen again. But yeah, Trevor did not go to Arizona. I can confirm.
2: Well, it, so ooh. Is it his fault the Eagles lost? Many people are wondering.
0: Mm, I think it's the same outcome either way. I think he, I think ultimately, he made the best decision he could.
2: Yeah, that would have been brutal if he would have been there to. The I devastation think, would have been.
1: <laughs> I think it's fair to wonder if he's there. The Eagles probably pull it out for him. His extra hooting and hollering at mm-hmm. the game. He, you know, you don't know if he could have said something to a player that could have potentially motivated that player a little bit more. I, I think the Eagles lost because Trevor didn't go. So, I guess what he's got to decide is, is it nice to save money and my team not win, or did I cost the Philadelphia Eagles a Super Bowl? And I, I think that's going to eat him up a little bit.
2: Well, um, didn't eat me up one bit. It, most profitable Super Bowl of my lifetime. Um, shout out to Chiefs Moneyline. Shout out to uh, Patrick Mahomes. He uh, had a single-game parlay hit and even hit a freaking square on a dollar board. Like, just really, really feeling proud of myself, even though a lot of it's just dumb luck. But, man, uh, I, I was so happy. I had to uh, pour myself some celebration leftover pizza after the game. You poured some pizza. Yep, and a tall glass of uh, lager.
0: What the heck did a dollar square pay? $20? Fifty bucks. What? Yeah. well
1: I don't know. I don't know what's more. Sub- I don't know if Scooch is acting surprised that a dollar square could play pay fifty bucks, or he thinks that a fifty bucks is a huge deal. Um, which one? I, I mean,
0: kind of both. Off of a dollar, that's that's pretty good return on investment. I'm, I'd be in about? for that. I, ultimately, when he said that, I was like, "Who wants to do a dollar square? That sounds boring as hell." But when you tell me you want fifty, okay, yeah, I can do a dollar <laughs> square.
1: Dude, sometimes you're just yeah I, I'm I'm so intrigued by you. How <laughs> many a dollar square, how many how much money would that give you in the pot?
0: What, five hundred or a hundred? A hundred, right?
1: A hundred. So you don't think it's feasible that in a hundred dollar pot for squares, that one of the prizes could be fifty dollars?
0: That sounds sounds like the end game one. Did you hit the end of the game one, Ralph? No,
2: no. And this is also just at somebody's house. Like we, they weren't taking a rake. Like it wasn't a fundraiser. No, I get
0: like that, that, but it's only a hundred dollars in the pot if they're a dollar a square. There's a hundred squares.
2: Well, I, I, and admittedly, I played squares on the dollar and two dollar board, so it could have been the two dollar square. I just.
0: <laughs> I, it was the two dollar square for sure
1: Let, let's get to the bottom of this we had a dollar we had a dollar square and we didn't fill it up um which was a little disappointing and underwhelming that our our group of friends couldn't fill up a dollar square hundred spots but uh we, our payouts were going to be 15 15 15 and then what's the left over there fifty five for the winner so or for the for the final so first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, 15. Uh, but we mm-hmm. ended up only having 70 dollars so we ended up doing like 11, 11 and 37 or something like that. Uh, and we had a rollover too because we had so many empty spots that there was bound to probably be one of them. So then it ended up only be 11 dollars but fifty dollars not too bad. Uh, I was in a big money square and set to probably make like a couple hundred bucks and uh my dad jinxed me, big time. Oh, right be- no. Right before the half, with like two minutes left, I forget which team it was that scored the touchdown, I think maybe yeah. the Eagles.
2: Yeah, and, made it
1: 21-14. Yeah, he was like, all right, he texted, he was like, all right, looks like you're you're going to hit this halftime square. Oh,
2: my God.
0: That... I, text,
1: I texted back instantly, and I was driving, we were driving back from the party, the wife, way past baby's bedtime just to begin with, but the wife was like, all right, well, then we want to be back, for the Super Bowl show, and it was it was long. Baby needed to be home anyway, so we were driving home when he texted. And I was like, "What? What are you doing?" I was like, "There's still a century of time left in the yeah, NFL, especially with
2: those teams."
1: Two minutes and twenty-one seconds. I was like, "There's almost no chance that this is going to be the final score." Uh, he jinxed me real good. I don't think my I think my, my poor father's probably too old to even understand what the hell he even did. Uh, so I did my best to try to reverse jinx it to to no avail, unfortunately. But uh and then also this was this was heartbreaking as well. I had first touchdown score and what was the juice? I think plus 2800, plus 2800 or plus 2200? 2, first touchdown score Kenneth Gainwell plus 2200. No,
2: you did not have Kenneth Gainwell first touchdown score.
1: I sure did. Are you serious? I sure did. No, Ouch. no. TJ. Oh it was my heart- god. That's it was heartbreaking. Oh
2: man, I, when when I saw that habit, first and foremost, never heard of Kenneth Gainwell in my life. Like that that person I no, never never in a million years could have been a player generated name, uh AI whatever. I just I had no idea that person existed. And I saw him Get tackled, and I was like, I don't know if he got in or not. Let's and of course they had the angle. And it was if you were playing a game, get as close to the touchdown without scoring. And he he won that one. But oh man, I'm sorry. That's brutal. That's
1: yeah, $25 bet would have paid five seventy five. It was still an all right day, but that would have made it great. And then Watching in real, so like the Eagles were driving down there, I realized he's not in the game, and I'm like, uh, oh, all right, well stop giving it to Miles. He's not getting it done. And then they stopped short on third, and I was, or on second. I was like, all right, hold on, new play. Maybe they'll try something different. Saw him go into the game. Got so excited, and then watching the play in real time, I did not think he was in, but they said he was. Everybody was celebrating. There wasn't like you didn't have Chiefs players say like, no, 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 he was down. Uh, everybody seemed pretty cool with the idea that it was a touchdown. So I did, unfortunately, for about 20 seconds, get excited. I was like, mm. oh, man, I thought he was short. Yeah, all right. I was like, what a start to the Super Bowl. This is amazing. And then the second that it was announced it was getting reviewed, which all scoring plays get reviewed, I was like, oh, man, I don't have a good feeling about it. And It was like the first replay. It was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely down. Uh, so, well, easy come, easy go, as as it, as it so often be. A couple,
2: uh, a couple other bets I want to mention that did hit. I, and I, I this year I, I've done the thing in the past where I kind of spray the board a lot, but I was like, eh, just let's just let's not get too willy Billy here because a lot of the crazy bets they don't often, they, they don't often come through. But we had two of the crazier ones hit. Like I, I bet Vegas took a bath on him because the doink. Yes, it's always plus money. I think it would probably be like north of 350. That hit, uh, thanks to Harrison Bucker, hitting <laughs> the upright there in the first half. And the other one that was, I think Jalen Hurts is the only one that could feasibly do this. Uh, The octopus. And that's scoring a touchdown and then converting the ensuing two-point conversion. Uh Unreal. So uh, that that's usually better than eight to one. So there were there was some big time, big time winners yesterday. Uh, and if you if you bet the under on Chris Stapleton, which you should have because it was uh, you yeah, know he's country music singing. He's going to probably sing it a little bit shorter. It was so awesome. But that under hit as well. So uh, lots of money to be made on Super Bowl 57.
1: Well, it depends what you got the Chris Stapleton under at. What did you what did you see it at?
2: Uh the one that I saw it at I just um uh, I saw it after the fact on CBS where they said they said it closed at 125 and he came in at 121.
1: Oh, I did 2 minutes and 1 it. second. I did not see that he came in at at 121. Uh the official Barstool Sports bet had him coming in at 222 or
2: 12279. So
1: 2 so minutes a second. 2 seconds 0.79 because the what we did yeah. a little so we do squares at the party that we went to we do squares and then we also do like a prop it was called super duper bull propapalooza i was Ooh. the one that came up with the name obviously a good name so, yeah it's a great name uh, and what i what i write down is just basically it was 17 50 50 props so like one could be over under 51 and a half points and on one side you could write on the over and the other side you could write on the under Uh and we did over under national anthem. And we got the number at the one that I saw, the the one the last one I could find before writing it down on paper was 202. Oh
2: so you came in by the hair of a
1: whoo. So we hit the over bet because Barstool Sportsbook they had it at 202.79. Oh that's the tricky, that's the tricky thing about some of those. Is like you get people that have different recordings. What's the end all be all? Yeah. Correct recording of the of the national anthem. Like when
2: does it specifically start and stop?
1: We had somebody at our party that was like doing it on their own phone, and, and admittedly and respectfully, like we're not we're not going off your. I have no idea when you if you started it on time. I've got no idea if you ended it at the correct time. We can't go based off you, and but then there was a bunch of different numbers out there for what the the official over under was. You know, we had a heads tail prop bet. Uh, did you all hit any prop bets? Scoots, did you get fun with any of them?
0: Um, no, not really. I mean, I I bet my Patrick Mahomes one that I said on Friday, but it didn't get anywhere close to hitting thirty eight and a half pass attempts. No, I, I mean, I hit – DraftKings offered a prop earlier this week for either Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders to get a touchdown at plus 100. So, I hit that. That was pretty nice money. But other than that, yeah, I didn't hardly hit squat.
1: Yeah, I um, missed out on the Gainwell one, which would have been nice. And then I also bet, I just thought the, I did hit the over, but I did think the Eagles were just going to win. So I lost that one outright. People that had Chiefs money line, they were the big winner. How do you all, I saw Trevor was tweeting up at, uh, very late. So, sure. you know, you know the loss was probably bothering him. 5.25 a.m. And I can promise you <laughs> that that, that ain't a getting up early, 525.
0: No. That's no. why he answered so, the phone so quickly. He wasn't asleep yet. <laughs> I only had to call him like three times, and he answered.
1: This morning you called him?
0: Yeah, I had to know what to do in this the situation we weren't on air. I've never dealt with that before, like I said. So, yeah, it makes more sense now. He wasn't in rim sleep yet.
1: <laughs> well, a few things. One, what what more salt into Trevor Kelsey's big wound? of the guy can't even sleep in peace anymore. <laughs> the, the, the Eagles aren't even, you, what, they're 10 hours from losing, and he, now he's waking up at 7.05 to hear Scooter Dingus on the phone ask him questions. Secondly, does this go against your Eastern Michigan? Is this a loss taken away from Eastern Michigan? Why? Or a win taken away from Eastern Michigan.
0: For what? I didn't do anything.
1: Because you messed it up.
0: No, it wasn't me that messed up. Somebody else messed up. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't me. I corrected it, so I should get a win for Eastern Michigan.
1: But you had to call Trevor to do it for you.
0: Yeah, because it's I'm not as good a producer as he is.
1: Oh yeah, come on, easy. Okay,
0: hang on, time out. Let me rephrase that. I'm not as knowledgeable as a producer as he is.
1: Yeah, that also probably needs to be fixed. But <laughs> uh, how would he sound? How? How? What kind of spirits was he in?
0: Uh, pretty sad. He said he sounded pretty sad. <laughs>
1: yeah well, hello he should have he should have he, he went out to the Super Bowl this, this is Man. on him.
2: He, he's he, he the, the the tweets after the game because I was looking during uh like I, I was because I was trying to see like is he at the game? what's going on And his most recent tweet had been uh, from February 7th and then we've just got I mean just a string of tweet after tweet after tweet. It was the refs' fault that they lost the game, not not that they gave up a defensive touchdown and a punt return touchdown, basically. Which that would have been another one if you had uh, a special teams touchdown and you got tackled, you know, four or five yards short. That would have been a, a brutal beat. But like that's why they lost. Uh, they gave up a scoop and score to Bolton, and then uh, to to really keep the Chiefs in the game in the first half, one that the Eagles completely dominated. And then you follow up. Uh, uh, by giving up a touchdown to the Chiefs with a line drive punt and a 45-yard return down to the five-yard line, like you just can't give that to Patrick Mahomes. You can't give him that much leeway. Uh, was the ho- holding call a little ticky tack? Sure. Uh, but the Chiefs—they're in the the last two games. They're they're in like we're going to get some 50-50 calls to go our way because they're the they're the new dynasty. They they have the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, some things are going to go their way in 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 tight games uh so you can't you can't make as many mistakes as the eagles did but yet for trevor it wasn't patrick Mahomes that beat the eagles it was carl chaffers
1: yeah trevor is uh he he's going to the we were cheated route and it will be must listen to radio to hear him have to explain it all typical philly scumbag response Sometimes you just got to take the L, Trevor. Sometimes the other team's just better, and you got to own up to it.
2: I mean, they didn't sack Mahomes one time with mm-hmm. that defensive line. That was equally embarrassing for the Eagles and also outstanding for the Chiefs' offensive line. That the way that they got manhandled the last time they're in the Super Bowl up front to not give up a sack to this front and then rush for 180 some odd yards. Like I don't think many folks saw that coming. Anybody? Anybody have Pacheco over yards, like man, or Mahomes. I mean, he he had a couple. He had the forty-four yard run and a twenty-yard run. It was uh, he was impressive by the Chiefs' offensive line.
1: Scooch, was that the right call in that situation? Yes or no? In what situation?
0: Oh, the the penalty. Yeah, I think it was.
1: I think I didn't it was. like it. I, I didn't like it. Thought it was bad. Uh, it was. Minimal, minimal contact. Uh, you're seeing a lot of the Chiefs fans are pointing out the quote from the Eagles player. who's like, yeah, I, I held him. It was a hold. Is that uh, kind of has to
0: say that, that that's the one where he put his like hand up in his chin, right? He was like holding and then went up to his chin a little bit.
2: No, scoots. It was the, We're the
1: talking about the play that determined the Super Bowl. Yeah, the it only was the penalty whole... that everybody's talking. What Did you watch the game?
0: I did, but I was drinking. I don't know if I remember the hold.
1: It was
2: the it was like three plays to go, and after that, the Chiefs just ran out the clock and kicked the field goal. the ch-
1: The Chiefs were going to have to kick a field goal and give the ball back to Hertz with like a minute, a minute. thirty, yeah, twenty. Yeah. Instead, instead, they, they got to just 10. run the
2: clock out. Yeah, that's I don't right.
0: Think yeah,
1: watch the end of the Super Bowl. I,
0: I did. I was admittedly though i i was uh I was bobblehead a little bit at that point, so I, 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 it's not out of the realm of possibility that I missed it. But I also, I, I also am yeah. the type of person that doesn't remember penalties very often.
1: Which was the game? That, like, this <laughs> is you the game? like you, do you remember that touchdown that they ran in to, to to win it? This was this was it.
0: All I know, game. All I know is that I was all over Chiefs, so I was really happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's Scoots right there. He doesn't care.
2: <laughs> I can just imagine him sitting back in his chair, starting to doze off, and then. He sees a first down. Come on.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much how it went, yeah. Oh. Scooter,
1: scooter, scooter. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I, yeah I, I, I'm just speechless. Scooter, you just leave me speechless from time to <laughs> time. You do a sports radio show. Here we are talking about, like, the biggest play of the biggest game of the year. And you're just like, wait, what, the one that he got underneath his chin? Which one are we talking about here?
0: I was prepared to talk about a lot of things with this game, but big penalties I was not prepared for. So that's on uh, me.
2: I I do think, though, TJ, that if they don't call that if Mahomes doesn't throw him the ball. Like, if he throws it to any other receiver. I don't know if the ref's calling it that close to the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, that's what makes me, like, less excited about the call. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was basically like, hey, we – his hand got stuck in the cookie jar. Let's divert attention over to it. And the thing is, I don't really think his hand got stuck in the cookie jar. I mean, technically it did because you can see the replay and you can see where his arms wrapped around him a little bit. I just feel like if you broke down any play and you were to looking for that sort of screen grab, you could get it almost on any football play where it's like, well, you know, was it the most egregious thing in the world? No. But as you can see, his hands on him right here and then his hands on him right there and the officials' got to make that call. It's I, I think on almost any football player, at least probably 75% of them to 80% of them on any given moment you could take a player and say, well see look his hands underneath his his helmet that should be an illegal hands to the face if you just break it down right here uh, he's touching his jersey that's a hold you got to call the flag right there. And then I know there's a lot of people out here people there's a line in the sand whether or not you're a situational penalty person or it's just if it's a penalty I don't care if there's 1 second left in the game, I don't care if there's 59 minutes left in the game. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty and you got to call it. I am a believer in situational penalties where and I, I wouldn't call that penalty that they called last night. I wouldn't call that in the NFL at any point during the game or but especially not with hey, you all have been playing football since September, really going back to all summer when you've been practicing. And you've been working for this moment, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna kind of end it here, if you all don't mind. Let's throw that flag on the ground, and, and you guys can run out the clock and kick a field goal instead. So I am, I do default sometimes to even situational football, where even if you did think there was something there that could warrant a flag, was it egregious? Was it over the top? Was it enough to determine who the Super Bowl champion was going to be? Uh, that official said yes. I disagree with it. Although I am a little conflicted because I do like seeing Trevor have to whine about officials. Uh, that makes me a little happy if we're being honest.
2: The, there was a play that ended a chief's drive in the first half that was much worse. we like the dude, it, should, it was clear pass interference where dude got hit early and they didn't call it. And um, so, so like, uh, it, it is shocking that when the game tightens up, it gets, it's a much closer whistle. Like I, I don't, I don't like when the margin of error, like changing how you call the game from early on versus later on like that, that, that ticks me off. Uh, I'd also say that even though I benefited from it and I was hoping the Chiefs would win, that was such a great game. It felt like the game just ended with a whimper because they didn't, you know, they, they didn't get a chance. Like you had Pacheco sliding down at the one and then just chewing up clock for the last minute before a little chip shot field goal. Like the... The game had such so much tension, such high stakes. It was so much fun. It ended. It, it's a shame that that's how it ended, with controversial call.
1: I will say it was nice that Jalen Hurts did his best Scooter Dingus impersonation on that whole Mary to end the game.
0: What the hell's did that mean? That?
1: Did you see that?
0: What do you mean by he did his best Scooter Dingus? Yeah, I saw it.
1: Then what do you think it means, buddy?
0: It, he left it about twenty yards too short.
1: noodle arm
0: 20 yards
1: is generous that was an embarrassing (laughs) final heat. it was yeah honestly i could not do better but i bet i wouldn't do a lot worse and that's a big issue in in the super bowl for a quarterback of jalen hurts and you uh,
2: would uh, think mr muscle man would be able would have a rocket launcher that could just
0: he did have a hurt shoulder
1: they should have just tried a QB sneak from that spot. But the way those were working, he could have easily maybe gotten 65 oh, yards man. under center. There.
2: Well, I, and also, I thought that they, when he went back to throw it, I know he was back there for a while. I thought they were going to have something, some dipsy-do, something set up. Uh, even though those plays rarely work, I think he would have had a better shot than working than just don't want to hail Mary from 65 yards when you know he can't get it there.
1: (laughs) It wasn't even close. It was really bad. It was really bad. I thought that they were going to do like, hey, we've got six seconds here. Let's take a free 15, 20 yards and get one second left on the clock. And the way the play started, it was like, okay, you're going to be able to go take something real quick if you want it. But then he just kind of relaxed in the pocket, realized he was going to be able to have a clear takeoff and then, Waited a little bit longer, and then made his motion, stepped up into his throw, and then woof! That was if you if you were looking for any sort of drama on a Hell Mary throw, it, you were you were not satisfied. It did not happen. That was nope. one of the, the the worst heaves that I can ever remember. And that's the Super Bowl. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, regular texter into the Thornton's text line, John. We know that he's probably over the moon excited and uh super another super bowl for andy reed well well deserved and it was a good game which is what we all cared about the most did you all like the halftime show did you like chris stapleton doing the national anthem yeah
2: yeah it was fun i still gotta go back and watch all the halftime show that was in the middle of you know kid drama um so yeah um but um yeah, all in all, good. There was a couple commercials that I really enjoyed too. I like the the Binky Dad one. That's very relatable.
0: <laughs> so I yeah. missed, I missed Chris Stapleton. So I'm gonna have to go back and watch that today. But the halftime show sucked. I'll be the first to tell you. Whoa, sucked. Wow. I mean, Don't how are you that. gonna, how are you gonna be on the biggest stage in the world and you lip sync? 75 percent of your songs get out of here it sucked the dancing was really cool i thought like the choreographed dancing of all the dancers around here was awesome but yeah the singing itself not great
1: what were you what were you doing during the national anthem Scoots? Uh,
0: i think i was making my super bowl dinner which was pretty what? awesome by the way i my roommate made taco stuff and he was like oh, i'm gonna have some tacos or a taco salad Well, I had just bought some Tostitos scoops, and I was like, well, let me get a little crazy with it. So I put taco meat in the scoops and then put a little cheese on top, some hot sauce, put it in my air fryer, and then pulled them out, put lettuce on them. Oh, my gosh. They were to die for. So that's what I was doing.
1: That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you missed uh, the national anthem. Correct. You missed a good one. Uh, I thought that was a good national anthem. I enjoyed it. I like the halftime show. I'm not one that gets crazy for halftime shows. Don't really care, but it maybe just be a nostalgia thing. Roush, like the songs that that she played were, you know, we they're, we they're knew all
2: them. our like college soundtrack. Yeah, we college soundtrack.
1: We knew them all, which was which was good. Uh, Scoots, I did see some people share a similar sentiment on the lip singing that they weren't crazy about that. I don't know. It always seems like they all lip sing to me, so. I didn't really care one way or another, but Scoots, this is a pregnant woman that you're that you're yeah. attracting. She's yeah. out there doing a, sh- a performance for two.
0: No, I understand that, but it's like, w- what other profession can you just do half of your profession, you know? Like, she was there, she showed up, she was doing her little dance moves, but your job is to literally sing. Why are you not singing the whole time? I'll never understand lip syncing.
1: I think you're mad she didn't show more skin.
0: Mm, not a Rihanna guy.
1: Huh, oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, this, is, this is a I, uh,
2: I, I I just love the fact that there are so many huge Rihanna fans out there, and they were like, this is going to be, she's going to announce a tour. She's going to have new music. We've been waiting for, she has put out new music since 2016. This is her comeback. She's going to have big news. And her big news was that she's pregnant and just going to be, not making more music anytime soon.
1: <laughs> well, congrats to her. Baby number two uh, on the way. And then, Roush, one last thing, and we'll we'll go to our first commercial break. The commercials, it, it's tough because the party we were at, there was a million little kids running around, so it's tough to just be able to watch the commercials as is. Bummer. And then when we got back and put the baby down, at that point of the second half, and I don't know, there was – some like you don't. I don't. Even, I'm at the point where I don't even know what commercials are even trying to be funny anymore, and which ones are just like commercials. And you're like too late in the game. Uh, I, I was very disappointed with the commercials, but admittedly, wasn't totally focused in on them in the first or second quarter. Same, same. Normally, when you have some of the best ones, but I'm kind of sick of like the Super Bowl commercials getting so hyped up. I, I feel like we haven't had a good one in a long time.
2: Well, that's because the way that they're, the the significance of them is much less, even though it costs more money, because um, it felt like back in the day, like, that was the start of a big campaign, and you remember where you were when you first saw something. Well, now, we're just so inundated with ads that, uh, like, it just, it kind of goes in one ear out the other, but I, I, I was the same way, TJ, and I kind of, like, that... The, the Binky Dad one was in the second half, and so was the uh, Premature Electrification, which was uh, a Ram truck commercial about electric cars. That was pretty funny. Um, as much as we see ED ads, that was a nice little spoof from it. Um, but Super Bowl ads, they just aren't as big of a deal now. Because, hell, half of them, they they roll them out before even the Super Bowl starts. So that's why I don't make as big of a deal about it. But still... We'll uh we'll get a good kick out of a couple
0: here. And there. Did you all get duped by the Tubi commercial, like I did? I did
2: not because it was clearly like a different look to uh, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. But I know some people definitely did and
0: were pissed. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I about punched my TV. I was like, "What in the hell is going on?" And then their little ad popped up. I was like, "Oh my gosh!"
1: I had the same reaction. Raus did. We're like, I did do a double take, but you could like clearly tell that that was a different setup. And then once they did the stuff that was going on, I was like, okay, clearly this is just a commercial. But I, that was my first thought was like, oh man, I bet they're going to get a bunch of a bunch of people. You're going to get people that are screaming at their TVs right now. And sure enough, just across the river, it was old Scoots that was screaming at. Yeah, their I TVs. was pissed.
0: I was like, what is happening?
1: I mean, the the,
2: the format too. Like your t, my TV doesn't look like that when I go to a different app or whatever. Like, does your TV look like that? Probably not. But I was also was not bobblehead scoots in the second half.
1: <laughs> Doesn't even remember the biggest, the biggest play of the game, which is just great. I remember Unless
0: the we, field goal going right down the center, bebe.
1: Yeah, yeah. It uh, exciting Super Bowl though, and when you don't really have a dog in the fight like none of us did, then that's all you can really ask for. And that's football, folks. See you later. I guess we have maybe the XFL coming up here soon. You'll get spring football, blah blah blah. But what we all want, what we all need, you're not getting until next September. So yeah, it's gonna be a long, long go of it. Ooh,
2: I'd like to share one tweet with you. Uh, one, one, one parting tweet with you before we go to our break. Um, this is this is football right here. Mahomes out here about to win his second ring on a bad ankle, and my quarterback in a cabin with no power somewhere smoking crack.
1: Well, he's not. That's not true. That's not what's going on. Uh, I did <laughs> literally laugh out loud. There was a tweet, and it's like Aaron Rodgers watching this game, and it was. And it's just <laughs> pitch black. black. <laughs> <laughs> that really I saw a me.
2: lot of people do that, and it just it made me laugh every single time.
1: Yeah, we'll see who gets the last laugh. Where coming off this Hakawasha haka bender. And the Visions, he sees himself hoisting the Lombardi Trophy <laughs> next year as the Super Bowl champion Aaron Rodgers and the Ooh. Green Bay Packers. But we'll have to wait until Man. September, unfortunately. God, the Super Bowl,
2: so we have to talk about that stupid Saturday game.
1: No, yeah, that, that's exactly – I mean, it was Super Bowl. We Even if Saturday was good, which it certainly was not, we'd still spend time talking about it. It's the biggest game in, that America has to offer, and this was a fun segment. But we will, unfortunately, have to turn the page – talk a little bit about the cats not nearly as fun but there's a lot to get to there so do not go anywhere this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio josh and justin caleb we'll be right back
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
1: We live in a society of laws. Why do you think I took you to all those Police Academy movies? For fun? Well, I didn't hear anybody laughing. Did you?
2: It's a living thing. It's a thing.
1: Well, not too late, but absolutely gorgeous sunrise across Kentucky this morning. If you haven't been outside or poked your little head outside the window just yet, very, very nice, pretty colors. Roush, oh, beautiful, through, beautiful Monday, especially also- for
2: uh, Chiefs fans and well, not really any basketball fans are in here. Scoots your Hoosiers one. Um, I, I. <laughs> uh, Watching that game, it's like, so how many possessions can we go here at the end of the game without anybody scoring any points? I think there was four.
0: (laughs) There was more than four. Michigan went five and a half minutes without scoring, thanks to them for the win. Indiana should have never, ever won that game.
2: So they they were down one with five and a half minutes and just never scored again?
0: No— Indiana score. Indiana was down like seven or eight near the end of that game, but Michigan went completely cold. Yeah, I think it was a five and a half minute scoring drought. Not good. Crazy.
1: It's still a big road win. Absolutely. No matter how ugly they are. Absolutely. You get them. uh, Not something that we can say. You can feel like you're winning on the road when you pop into a Thornton's, become a Refresh and Rewards member, you get discounts and special goodies year around if you're new to the program or you haven't downloaded the app they're going to entice you with a free breakfast sandwich delicious by the way and a drink of your choosing we love Thornton's you do as well we love the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 text on in we'll read it on air before we get into the UK game because we are going to spend a lot of time on it the text line is going to spend a lot of time on it uh, a few a few things one programming note with UK playing Wednesday this week we'll do trivia tomorrow which will be exciting and then we will uh you know kind of we'll, we'll do game recap on Thursday so we'll flip those things around so that's that's exciting but before we get into it we have to talk about the KRC parlay from the weekend and this is Jeez the first o. time Pete. that us three have talked about it together besides text messages but what an absolute disaster!
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's there's no other word for what happened other than disaster.
1: And admittedly, I think that both of you two are to blame, unfortunately.
0: That's no, I'm am fair with that criticism. I think the majority of the blame has to go to Roush, but I am a thousand percent fine with getting some of the some of the blame because I I didn't know what to do. I was put in a tough spot. Roush put me in a tough spot.
1: That well. Is- I agree. I agree with that. I agree with
2: that. So um, each week we've been picking one college basketball game apiece, putting it a parlay, and rolling with it. Um, I admittedly, I forgot what, I um, forgot what week. It, I had a really bad college basketball weekend. So I just was, I basically just, I haven't, I haven't gambled on college basketball at all. i um, just like, you know what? Not for me. Not, not worth my time. I'm not going to lose money. Uh, so this has been my only source of picking games. I didn't really like many other than Auburn. Uh, I was like, you know what? I feel like if there's going to, if Val Bama is going to lose it all in SEC play, it's this one. Um, so I said my reasoning, I spoke my piece. I said, it's, it's Auburn or uh, let's do Auburn money line. Cause they're either Bama is going to win easily or Auburn money line. And y'all said, well, that doesn't sound confident enough. Um, so what's a lock? And I, I did not, I was in the middle of having family in and swim lessons and all sorts of stuff. And I was too slow to get back to my phone to find a game that I like did not find a game right away. Scoot said, okay, well then I'll just take, I'll just put Virginia in there. We, we got to have this up by noon. I'll just, so I just assumed that he threw Virginia in as my pick. I was, I was fine with whatever. I didn't care. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, with the Penn State one, it would have
0: hit. Well, here's the deal, Rouse. The Penn State game started at noon. So, if we're going to post these KRC parlays, I'd like for the listeners to maybe get in on it if they want, you know? So, no, I, can't, I, I, I can't post I a parlay at 1157 that has a team that starts at noon, you know? So, I yeah, had to I change understand. to Virginia, and then I guess you didn't read at all, and you were like, I'll take Virginia now. money line. I had already taken Virginia.
1: Yeah, you were, that's another issue, is not only are your BS excuses about I'm busy doing this or that, you weren't even reading the text messages that were being sent in the group message.
2: No. Yes, I was reading them, but I was also making three quesadillas, had a screaming kid, like there's just <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I it was clear I did not like have any strong opinions on Saturday and was deferring to the group. I had my one game and uh, that I kind of liked, but I didn't like any of them. I even told you all that I haven't been betting college basketball, and so yeah, yeah, it's kind of uh, it, yes, it's on me, but also I was I was clearly lobbing it up for people who spent more time not only betting on college basketball but looking at the board, and I did not like it.
0: That's our and lesson, TJ. Next time we'll just make one without him.
1: Not not our lesson. I mean, it was like like I said in the group message, Scoots. Like, how much evidence do you need that this dude is not locked in? on making a pick, even paying attention to what the text messages yeah, are yeah. saying. Yeah, I was going like 30
2: minutes without responding to a text. Excuse like, me. I don't
1: know how much you needed that, like, let's not take a pick from Roush. And then I was even, and Roush, you're to be blamed for this as well. I was laying it on pretty thick, like, hey, you can just take a heavy, heavy money line favorite, and that can be your lock of the week. Some money, a win is better than no money at all. Just take make, take Miami money line. Take Miami against U of L. You know, U of L is not going to win. Just take them. That would work. Anything would work. And what does Scooch decide to do? Go with a pick that Roush admittedly <laughs> said that he doesn't even feel confident in at all. Yeah, so it was an disaster. Oh, yeah. Roush, you can take five minutes and be like, hey, kids, quesadillas, everything calm down for five minutes. I just have to look this over and pick a stupid game for this bet. And you just for future references. We can, you can do a really heavy money line favorite. Let's just win one of these things for starters, and then we can, we can go from there. I like but it. it. It wouldn't, it, it would not have mattered uh, even if, what does Virginia end up covering? They did end up They did, the yeah. Yep.
2: Covered. They covered an OT, which was oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah. That
1: was, that was what a wild Man, finish it was to that game. Duke the, got cheated, and I love the, every second of it.
2: The tears just from national media because Duke didn't get a call. Down the stretch, which I don't even. What was the rationale that he got fouled, but the the game was already over with by the time yeah. they called the foul? Yes, yeah, <laughs> which
1: is wild because like they even reviewed it and it just confirmed that like no, no,
2: there was a little bit of time.
1: Like <laughs> yeah, and then of course, uh, just the gift that keeps giving to social media. Locke was like, it was the right call. They got it. They got it exactly right. And then the ACC came out and they're like, we got it wrong. And he was like, well, no, they're wrong because, like, he, you know, he he just can't even – even in a win, he can't be like, yeah, hey, I got lucky here. Like, the break went my way this time. Suck it, Duke. But he couldn't even just come to that rationalization or realization, I guess.
2: Oh, man. That that was – see, that was sweet solace. And watching Tennessee lose at the buzzer for the second time in a week, not only did they lose for the second time in a week, It was the most, like, desperation, junky, garbage-looking three, and it worked. It was so funny. Missouri won, and they were telling everybody to be quiet in the crowd. Oh, Tennessee, you can suck it. (laughs) Oh, losers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, unfortunately, now the Cats are going to have to suck it, because U.K., Loses a game that they couldn't lose. This time a week ago, we were feeling good. We were feeling confident. Things were looking looking up. Things were moving in the right direction. Cats had a nice SEC winning streak. Uh, was in contention for second place in the conference. In an 0-2 week, a loss at home in a quad one game. And then a loss on the road to not a good SEC team in Georgia. A quad two loss. And now UK... Is going to have to pull some upsets to get into the NCAA tournament. Just like that, in the span of a week, things had drastically south for UK, and that was uh that was bad basketball on Saturday. It did not look like a tournament team. Did nope. not look like a good team. Did not look like even really an above average team. Uh, and there's a lot of takeaways to be had, Roush, from Saturday. Yikes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, hard to win basketball when. You have one guard scoring points for you. Um, but that was the case with Xavier Wheeler and C.J. Frederick on the sideline. Um, I mean, I, I, I hate doing that, but it's like, man, you got a rolled ankle and you're playing against your former team, like, tape it up. You got a cracked rib, and it's a must-win game. I mean, I, I hate playing that, T.J., but, like, there is that – that, that is in the back of my mind through all of this. And I know, like, I'm being a meathead about it. But it's like, man, how – you had one guard doing anything. Kaysom Wallace was a complete no-show. What happened with him? It, I just uh, – whoo, man. That that was just the tip of the iceberg on a bunch of bad basketball. Because we yeah, kept him in the game, but he couldn't, he couldn't do everything for him.
1: I ain't doing that as well. But Cal is probably the biggest – if you're following his lead and you're reading between his lines, he's just he, blaming them for the he, game. He does this more than anybody. So I I think it's something that at least on a talk radio show can be addressed. But he is big on like toughness, playing through injuries. And in that old miss game when Wheeler came back in, Cal was like raving about it. Like, you know, he, he could hardly walk. And he went back out there and he played again. But you can tell his frustration. With CJ and with Wheeler, when asked about them after the game, are are they going to be out extended periods? I have no idea. I've got no clue. I don't Mm -hmm. know. You know, he he is, to him, or at least this is what it reads, and of course he would deny this, but to me it reads like, I think it's just a pain tolerance thing for these guys. If they felt like they could play, they'd be playing. If they don't feel like they can be playing, they're not playing. And I think Cal hates that. I think that really, really bugs him. And it did hurt. Like you needed both those guys. At, you know, even if CJ is ice cold, which he has been most of this entire season, especially in yeah. SEC play, he can spread the floor, It makes things a lot easier for everybody else. And then just having another guard that could dribble or do anything would have been important for UK. Um, yeah, uh, we're just giving Antonio
2: Reeves an extra couple minutes to catch his breath. Like Reeves, he played. Uh, I've got his scats pulled up right here it was 34, uh, no, he played all 40 minutes and didn't come out of the game. Like he, a shooter needs a break every once in a while, and they had nobody, they just didn't have anybody to put, sub him in for.
1: That makes it really, really tough, and he was good, and you know, hats off to Reeves for, for his heart and as well as he played. Uh, only reason Kentucky was even in the game, but not nearly enough. We're going to talk a lot about it in an hour, number two, we'll read a lot of text as well. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. Boom. DJ Walker. Ralph, Justin, and Rick.
2: Love is so confusing. There's no peace of mind. If I fear I'm losing you, it's just no
1: good. You're teasing like a hibble. Over
2: you say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
2: With Walker and Rosh.
1: We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll on the Big Call. Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of KRC on the Big X from 9 to 11. And listen, keep your radio or whatever you're listening to us on plugged into the Big X all day. Maybe it's an Alexa. You can tell Alexa, play Big X Sports Radio. Easy way to listen to the show, and you can listen commercial-free to Kentucky Roll Call any time of the day. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating. And review, we love that. We also love Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. If you got Salsaritas catering over the weekend, you were probably the big hit at your big game watch party. Wildly addictive chips, hot, spicy salsa. I uh, bet everybody was eating good if you had Salsaritas at your catering. However, it's Monday. You may not have a big event you need catering for on a Monday. Let Salsaritas get your lunch, get your dinner. Fun for the whole family. You've got a bunch of screaming kids. One wants this, one wants that. Salseritas is great. Cook to order right in front of you. Quesadillas, burritos, tacos, so many different options. So many different varieties of food at Salseritas. Middletown has a drive-thru. Don't even have to get out of your car. St. Matthew's, newly renovated interior. Both of them, fantastic.
0: I, I'm uh, glad I got my taco fixed last night, but it was not Salseritas. Really wish it was.
1: Yep. Yeah, bet it wasn't. I bet. I bet it wasn't, but uh, you—that's—you can change that today, Scooch. Today's that's true. your busy working day, right? It
0: is. Yeah, I could. I could maybe sneak away for lunch. We'll see.
1: Scooch, you need to have somebody do spears on Wednesday. We need to go hit the links. Have you seen the weather for Wednesday?
0: Ooh, I haven't.
1: It is immaculate. I'll uh like, high, high like seventy six or something.
0: I did get in some golf this weekend, though. I, I golfed on Saturday, so that was nice.
1: Oh, thanks for the invite.
0: Yeah, I didn't think you would want to come out. I just, I just knew you were busy. You said you were busy that time.
1: No, I would have loved. I would have been. I would have been free. Would, would you have
0: drove it. to Indiana to make it happen?
1: Yeah, but uh, did you play during the UK game?
0: I play. I started at two o'clock, so I had to listen. I listened to the last like ten, fifteen minutes of Leech, and then yeah, just turned on some music. So you.
2: I mean, it's not best for the show, but you did miss a lot of bad
1: basketball.
0: So. Well, yeah, I was—I I watched the entire first half. I was like, "This isn't getting any better." I'm going golfing. It's way too nice.
1: Well, it was a nice day to go golfing. Hopefully, you played well. I eh, shot okay,
0: 94. I had five pars though. That was cool.
1: Oh, that's great. Congrats. Thanks. That's winter golf. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for winter golf. I'll take it. Uh, What's not pretty good for it being basically the middle of February is UK just uh, not looking like a a good basketball team. And Roush, watching that first half, knowing obviously Wheeler and CJ was out, it it did not take me, I don't know, there was like maybe eight minutes left in the half, five minutes left in the first half. UK is going to lose. Like I've seen enough. It's the same old story. It doesn't really take you long to kind of figure out what's going on with this UK team. And just one of those games where UK was laboring for points. Reeves was getting it going and that was nice. And that and was about it, though. Anybody else had stepped it up. Things would have been different, not just for the first half, but for the entire game. And then, Georgia not nearly as laboring. It's not as taxing for them to get buckets and to get points. But even when it was, even when UK would have good half court possessions, they would defensive possessions. Georgia would throw something up and it would go in. So I was like, I, I've seen enough to know how this story is going mm. to go. And or, I, I was, I was clipped in for the cats, and I was like, I'm going to be clipped wow. in for a loss today. They're they're just not winning this game. And stupid me. When they got that four point lead in the second half, I went, you know what? Like, my gut instinct feeling isn't normally wrong. Not that it's never, not that it's not never wrong. It is wrong from time to time. But it's my gut instinct, it has a pretty good percentage. It's got a pretty good record. I was like, TJ, you just got this one wrong, man. Like, I think, I think Kentucky's going to weirdly enough pull this one out. It was super ugly early on. They just needed a little shot in the arm from anybody else besides Reeves. And they're up four now on the road. They've, they've overcome this storm. Nope, I was dumb to me to even question my initial gut instinct because they 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 were not. It was the epitome of the season, wrapped up for you in just a 40-minute sample size. Not good. Concerns. You saw a little flash. Got excited. And then before you could even get too excited about it, the, the rug was pulled out from underneath yep. you, and you were on your ass watching Kentucky basketball lose. Uh, another game that it shouldn't lose, another game where it's more talented and to, uh, to an inferior opponent. in another big game where they really needed to find a way to get a win, and uh, instead now they are rightfully so on the wrong side of the NCAA tournament bubble. He couldn't get anything else going. Uh, couldn't get anybody else going. I'm, I'm, for the first time all season, I think, pretty disappointed with Kaysen Wallace. They, they really needed him to be good. I mean, good at a minimum, just be good. You're going to need to have a good game, Casey Wallace, which doesn't seem like it would be a major issue. He's been really good. For a long stretch, he's been Kentucky's most consistent player over the last several games, and he was bad. Uh, He was bad. He was not ready for that stage. It was really unlike anything we've seen from Kaysen all season. Um, The other people, you know, you've come to expect inconsistencies with them, but in a game where the backcourt was depleted and Reeves was getting going and he was playing well and looking good, you just needed Kaysen to be good and Kentucky probably wins that game. So for the first time all season, a little disappointed in Case and Wallace, he didn't step up the way he needed to.
2: No, he did not. He did not make a shot until the final minute of the second half. And the the problem is he didn't force the issue. Like when when your shots aren't falling, you got to shoot through it. He did not. He, he missed two th- first half. He was zero for three. Just took three shots in eight minutes because you. I mean, foul trouble played a role in that. But it got in his head like it has so many times for so many different players on this Kentucky basketball team this year. Uh, Kentucky 11 of 31 in the first half. That means Reeves made six shots and the rest of the team only made five and they missed 12 layups. Missed 12 layups. Uh, not great. Not great at all. Um, the At least Oscar, we did see Oscar kind of slowly uh, get his way out of that funk. Um, he finished the night with 20 points and uh, uh, 14 rebounds. So we were back to Oscar Sheboy stats. But kind of going back to what we were talking about, with Frederick, there was just no room to operate inside. They were playing uh, Collins, Sum at the four, uh, Livingston. It was just it was a big cluster because you had, I mean at one point, I think the lineup in the first half when Wallace had foul trouble, it was Collins Livingston, Shibwe, um, Adutiero, and Reeves. You had one kind of shooter on the floor. Um, it was bad. And you knew things weren't going well. Uh, the, the, the play that, uh, I know you mentioned it, TJ. You could feel it early on. I did as well. But there was one play in particular where you're just like, uh, this was in the second half, even when the game was kind of tight and they had a chance to win it. Where, the ball Kentucky's got an easy rebound. All right, time time to get down to the other end of the court and it just hits Jacob Toppin's hands and goes directly out of bounds with nobody
1: within five feet of him. What?
2: What, what what's happening here? It was what's bad. Here?
1: Yeah, it was bad. There's uh, another stretch that that stood out to me like it's it's so much with this team is just so frustrating and if just one thing was probably a little bit different this team is in a different tier it, it was a, it could it have ever been national title good probably not uh, not not the pieces for it could it ever been final four good unlikely probably just not the pieces for it but like we've seen good stretches from this team we've seen them play good basketball which makes all of it even more frustrating but it's just too too often, just not locked in defensively. Could be locked in defensively, and then Oscar plays a pick and roll wrong. And I'm just I'm singling him out. It could have been anybody. I mean, it could have it could be several other people that just make one little. The point is, they there's a breakdown. There just seems like there's a breakdown. Offensively, this was an example. You I don't know what the exact score was. Uh, UK was maybe down two, maybe down one. There's about three minutes, thirty seconds left. They were coming out of that timeout. And the end of the play was a Jacob Toppin, I'm pretty sure, air ball at the top of the key. Uh, maybe it was Livingston. I, I think it was Toppin, though. Bad shot at the top of the key coming out of the timeout. And I, I saw a lot of people tweeting and a lot of people saying, and understandably so. That's what you come up with out of the timeout. It was actually a well-ran play. It was a well-ran set. And the, the gist of it was we're going to throw it down to Oscar And what Georgia had been doing was double teaming in these situations. We're going to throw it down to Oscar and we're going to run, we're going to run Reeves man over around Oscar. And basically the play was going to be if Reeves man stays down because Oscar had the ball for the double team on Oscar, then you kick it out to Reeves. His man's gone you're playing four on five at that point. And maybe Reeves gets an open shot, or somebody will have to slide over, come guard Reeves, and that's going to leave somebody else open. Um, or Reeves' man's going to continue out on him, stay on the hot shooter and Antonio Reeves, and then Oscar would be in single coverage on the block in the exact spot he wants to be in, the best his his highest percentage spot on the court, go to work one on one, bada boom, bada bing. So what happens is it's ran the way it's supposed to be run. Reeves comes out on the perimeter. Oscar's man or Reeves' man stays on Oscar and Reeves catches it. They have some help over. Boom. At this point, you're playing you're playing 4 on 5. You you've got the advantage on numbers here. And I wish Reeves would have kicked it over to Wallace and you would have been able to get more probably done. Instead, he throws it over to Toppin. Which again, I'm pretty sure it was topping. If it wasn't topping, apologies to him. It was Chris
2: Livingston who airballed the three
1: with about three minutes. And yeah, and then left.
2: and then Georgia. What made matters worse is Georgia went down and hit a three on the following possession. So instead of potentially tying the game, you're down six.
1: It was um, just like the. It was like a, a well ran set, and I know a lot of people will crush and criticize for lack of this or that, and a lot of places it's probably validated. But this was actually like a smart play, well thought out. In the spot that you're kind of making them choose, pick their poison between your best two offensive weapons that you've had all day, with the option of, hey, potentially you're gonna you're gonna need to kick it out. It works the way you thought it was going to, and then the person who just needs to make a play and make a shot, air, air balls. Like it was, you know, it wasn't even close, um, and it was just like, well, that that kind of sums up where where Kentucky's at at this point. Uh, and then you're right, Georgia comes down, they hit a big shot. Uh, yeah, it was a three-point game that made it a six-point game. So UK could have potentially could have potentially uh, tied it up right there. So that was bad. Uh, another, you know, another instance of this team just not really having the chops. Unfortunately, when you're up four, they have three possessions to extend that lead to either go up six or seven. Uh, you turn it, you know, I don't know exactly what they did, but you turned it over. You You get a stop defensively, which was, again, kind of few and far between. Actually, I got it pulled up in front of me. I'll I'll tell you exactly what it was. Uh, Georgia turns it over. You're still up four. Jacob Toppin, one and done. Missed shot. Nothing going for you there. Uh, Georgia comes down. You get another stop. You're still up four. Kentucky gets it back. Jacob Toppin misses another jumper. Uh, You're only up four again. Georgia eventually will score on this possession. And that would start an unfortunate run for Kentucky, which was what like four to four to sixteen, four to twenty here, or four to eighteen. I'm seeing, yeah, an eighteen to four run for Georgia, where you had three possessions to be able to extend a four point lead to make a three possession game, potentially even a four possession game, and just come up empty. You come up empty. Not only do you come up empty. You give up an 18 to 4 run on the other end. So, not only are you not advancing the line and pushing the territory that you've already won, you're just waving the white flag and giving up pretty much everything. You're just, you're saying pretty much curtains to the game. Rash, I didn't love the idea of fouling to extend the game down six with a minute 10. Uh, this is different preference, different stroke for different folks, sort of deal. But this is just like ugh, some of these things with this basketball staff. It's like, Use your freaking brains. You're probably not winning that regardless. When you're down six with 70 seconds left, you're in a tough spot. Georgia is an unbelievably freakishly good free throw shooting team. You don't extend the game in that situation with a team that is freakish, freakishly good at the free throw line. A minute and mm-hmm. 20 seconds left, <laughs> you're down six. You need a Quite stop. Even. You need a stop and a three, and then you can get another. You could the, theoretically two possessions. Two possessions of good defense, two possessions of good offense, you can tie the game. Instead, you want to extend the game. It adds on an extra five miles on my Pelotroning, which was super annoying and made the game last even longer. But, you just, again, you just gave the game away when you decided to to do the foul stuff. Georgia wasn't going to miss enough free throws. And no offense, you probably weren't going to have enough offense regardless, but Georgia definitely wasn't going to miss enough free throws and you have enough offense. For it to even matter, just play it out at that point. Again, doesn't matter. The game was most likely lost already by that point, but it's just these little freaking things with this team that really feel like it's holding them back.
2: It's the little things that all add up, and they've been, it's, uh, to like compared to my current situation with my, like, I can handle a baby crying. But after a week of squealing, there's a cumulative effect, a toll it takes on you mentally. And you're seeing it right now with this team where, like, Cal's whole, like, we got to fight, we got to win every day. That That's fine in for, like, a, a day or two. But it, this goes back to, like, John Calipari's greatest weakness as a coach is he does not, like, he, he is a great carnival barker he is when when his team's doing well he is at his best man as a speaker as a motivator um as a, this is this is how we are successful and this is how we're going to keep this thing rolling but when 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 hopes are dismal he does not inspire he he does not exactly give you confidence that there's going to be a turnaround and i can just see it in their faces like there, there was not this firewood under their butts to bounce back in a must win. And when things didn't go their way, they had one good run in them out of that halftime locker room. It was a great run. It's exactly what they needed. But like, there was just no gas left in the tank because they've just been taking a cumulative toll all year, time and time again that they, and I I just, I feel like they're, they're done. They're not going to be able to get out of this rut that they're stuck in. And that the season's over. Um, Maybe that's a little takey on my part, but there's nothing on that bench that inspired confidence, whether it was from the head coach or the players, that they can get this thing turned around.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with all that. And I think Cal is really good at most of the time at being able to push the right buttons. But, Roush, there's times where you you may be driving or maybe the wife is driving and you're in the back seat and the baby's having a fit and – you've got this toy and you've got this snack and all right, well, let's try this drink. And it's just, there's no right combination to stop this child from throwing a fit. This kid's just throwing a fit. It's just throwing a fit. And I think Cal has tried to push a lot of the right buttons. He has always, I think said publicly the right things for this team. I know sometimes it can frustrate fans and that's fine, but you know, he's always been like a beacon of positivity and he still is for the most part. Um, cause I think he realizes that like it, things are looking grim and if they don't have me in their corner, then it's all just over. But it feels like the players have stopped buying into his message. Like there's no more toys. There's no more drinks or snacks mm-hmm. or candies yep. that you can give this team anymore. They just don't look like they're having fun. It just doesn't look like a team that's enjoying themselves. And that's radio cliche for like a bad team. You'll have some radio hosts that'll be like, just look at the bench. Look at the way that they're, I'm not even talking about the bench. I'm talking about the people. I don't care about the bench. I'm talking about the people that are on the floor. They just don't look like they're really enjoying wearing a Kentucky Jersey and fighting for their lives. They look like for the most part, they're just over it. Like they're just over it. They've come to the realization that they're not that great, that it's not going to click for them. And it just doesn't look like a team that's having a great deal of fun. And, you could maybe even go back to that Kansas game being like the la- you know since then it just doesn't really seem like it's been the same energy for this UK team. Uh, you can even go to that Florida game, yeah. what well, that was a win. It, it it's like
2: they went, they pushed their chips all in, and there's just no coming back
1: from it. And that's so weird. Like everything was set up well for this group. Again, you just have to go seven days to where like you're an Arkansas win away from being like, all right, right, is probably where you're at at this point. You keep winning. You're going to get closer to that six. Maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility. You sneak into that five conversation, and now it's you're going to have to steal some. It's certainly not impossible. That needs to be that needs to be made clear. Is like there are, there are enough wins. There's enough resume builders that you could in probably a week's time. Two weeks' time, you could be back in. I shouldn't say comfortably, but you'd be back on the right side of things where just take care of the games you're supposed to take care of and you'll be all right. That's the good news. But the bad news is between the two games this week, this past week, like I just don't think they can do it. It's not so much that it's not out there feasible. You know, it's not that it's not feasible. The, the wins are out there to be had. I just have no faith or confidence that this team can do it because they seem to wave their hand. They've seemed to wave their the white flag that they're done, um, so that's why I don't think it's going to happen. I agree with you that like the the outlook does not look yeah, promising like, whatsoever.
2: Because there is the path forward. I mean Kentucky could still be the four seed in the SEC tournament like and as Cal pointed out post game, like they have four quad one games left on the schedule. Like there is opportunity there, but I, I just on a game to game basis, I I don't know who's going to be. A, on the like to show up. And I mean that like, who's going to show up to play Yeah, like, in a very literal sense, not this metaphorical, uh, is, is Jacob toppin going to be consistent today? Is it going to be Oscar Sheba? No, like very literally who is going to be the, <laughs> who's going to be there. I don't know.
1: I don't know. um It's a good but, point. No, I mean, it's like quite literal. Who's going to be hurt today. Who's going to be well enough to play. And you, you are right. It also is figurative as well. It's like, We don't know who literally is going to be in uniform, let alone the people that are in uniform who are actually going to be into it today because nobody has been immune. Now that, you know, Kaysen has had just a bad, bad, bad game, nobody's immune from just, you you don't know what you're getting from anybody, period. And I do think we have enough evidence now that like defensive miscues be damned you got to keep Reeves out on the floor. He's just, you know, on a team where it's just too inconsistent. He can be as inconsistent as anybody and he does get beaten defensively and he doesn't make you a better defensive team, but he he's too, he's too much of a luxury offensively for a team that labors, as I've said now about four times today, labors sometimes to score the ball, but there's just, it doesn't seem like the right recipe is going to happen. Cause you just got the wrong ingredients, unfortunately.
2: The wrong ingredients. And, um, it's just, it's just a damn shame. I mean, because we're 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 in this weird moving forward. We're in a very weird predicament because this is the new low point for Cal for Kentucky. I mean, Billy G wasn't here long enough to <laughs> he 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 sunk the ship much quicker. Um, but like the 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 drought of tournament wins. I mean, Tubby was at least winning in in eight, nine games, right? Like we're in this weird spot because in the meantime, you have these people, like you have Mike DeCoursey, who's the ultimate coach defender, no matter what, who's just like, you would be an insane person to want to get rid of Calipari with this recruiting class coming up. And it's like, I, I know that this one's better than most, but no, you don't have to be an insane person to think that because you'd have to be an insane person to think that a John Calipari coach basketball team has gone four years without winning an NCAA tournament game. Like that that's that's crazy. That's crazy to say out loud. So like it's we're 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 in for a very, very tricky offseason. <laughs> Very tricky offseason.
1: I don't think it. I don't think it is so tricky. I, I think it's just going to be more, and it's just, you know, I'm, I'm chewing on words more than anything. I think it's just going to be more annoying. I think it's just going to be an annoying offseason. And while I certainly can understand, and I'm right there with fans in terms of just frustration, it, it's surreal to a certain extent. Like, you know, the, this is what every U.K. fan, it's in your DNA, it's in your core that, like, marches, march it holds a special place in our hearts quite literally like where you know your your mood just changes when that when the calendar turns over to that month and it ain't necessarily just because of the weather for a lot of folks it's because you have happy memories of following uk tournaments you have the just the the best and the worst of sports emotions you know one one thursday you're sitting on top of the world and then saturday it's all over uh For UK fans, there's been Saturday Final Fours that have just been the most fun thing in the world, and then two days later, you just hit the reset button in terms of all those emotions and all those excitements. I don't have to explain the NCAA tournament to folks. I don't have to explain win or go home to people. It's what makes UK fans UK fans, and to just not have that, to not have that fun, to not have those moments, to not have those excitements, it is unacceptable. And I don't think it's going to be a tricky or confusing offseason because Cal's not going anywhere. It's just it's not going to happen unless he decides, I don't want to be at UK anymore. I don't want to make a ton of money. I don't want the most one of the most favorable deals in coaching. If Unless for some reason he says no thank you to that, which he's not going to, he's going to be around. And as I've made it clear now for months, I'm okay with that. I have lost some confidence in this guy's ability to be able to put teams together and coach. am I, am I going to be as confident the next year is going to be the fix? No, I, you know, I, I could point out uh, they end up being bad shooters. Uh, they end up not having, you know, rosker leaves and rebounding becomes a little bit of an issue with that team. Uh, it is wild how bad defensively this current team is. Allow me to stop doing some future yes, stuff. Yes, yes, they're, it, they're it, bad defensively. Like, whew, so I, I, there would be a concern for futures that like Cal has just kind of forgotten how to coach defense, or the coach that was great defensively or great getting to his team from a defensive mindset is just no longer with the staff. I don't know who that would be specifically. I don't think that's I don't think that's a real I don't think that's a real thing that's going on. But like something has happened. Defensively, and it probably comes down to you just don't have the players that you used to have on the defensive end. But it is hard to, like, leave people as wide open as UK is at times. The shot that Georgia had just before the half, well, what are you all doing? Like, how could it be that bad? You've got too much length and you've got too much talent for it to be this bad. I can get it if you're just it's it's a collection of players that aren't good defensive players. It's unfortunate. Case and Wallace is an exception to this. You got some other ones that are okay or good, but you you've got one great defender and then the rest are anywhere between good to below average and it's probably closer to the latter than it is the former with that sentiment there. But it's shocking. Like it, it, they have not gotten better from day 1. Uh, it did click for me. I think for other smarter people probably click sooner for them. Like why the Bahamas looked the way that it did is the Bahamas UK was a bad defensive team there too, but just their length and athleticism against a bunch of jabronis just shine through. Like you didn't have to be good defensively to block shots against those guys or stay in front of those guys. But the second that they went against a cohesive unit that kind of knew what they were running and, and was familiar with one another, uh, This team has just melted down. They have a really tough time defending for 30 seconds uh, on a shot clock. They get lost frequently. Uh, It's bad all around. So I do understand the people that don't want any more John Calipari basketball. I get it. Two things I push back on. One, he's going to be around for next year, and you're going to have a freakishly good class. I know some people are sick of having that caveat dangled in front of them, having that carrot quite literally dangled in front of them. This will be different because when you look at draft boards, only Casey Wallace is showing up for this year's team. One thing that we have discussed over the last several seasons is that Cal needs NBA talent. He needs NBA talent. We keep thinking that maybe he's got NBA talent, and then it turns out that it's not NBA talent, unfortunately. This one seems to be foolproof here, where Dillingham, Wagner, Bradshaw, and most importantly, Justin Edwards, those guys are all projected to be first-round picks. Now, maybe one of them doesn't. OK, maybe you end up just having three first rounders like it will be different from a talent standpoint, or at least it should be different from a talent standpoint. If you have no confidence in the coach being able to put it all together and even with the talent, it doesn't matter. Hey, you know what? Now you've got multiple years stacked up against one another where you could be validated in those feelings. And we'll just have to find out. That's the world of sports. We'll have to find out. But those are the things i push back on is one He's not going anywhere. That's just the reality of it, too. I also think there's a way to be frustrated without coming off as like a terrible person. And there's just too much of like people not being able to handle their emotions of being sad of where the basketball program's at, which I'm totally right there with them. And being able to to be able to put it in a mature manner like Cal, still a good person, totally deserves a lot of criticism for the way things have gone. Uh, don't go like tweeting his family you losers like you know there's there's certain things uh there's certain ways to handle it but he is going to be around next year I'm, I'm pretty confident in that
2: yeah but it's the uh I, I i'm pretty confident of that as well but like how they finish i think it's going to matter some um because you don't want to be completely deflated and just. Uh, the the fatigue with the fan base it's just it's going to be tough and it's the the part that i worry about tj mostly is that like this offseason the the previous two offseasons cal has played a lot of cards that seemingly worked uh 2 years ago he made the assistant coach changes that got a lot of people back on board like all right that's yeah he's he's checking the boxes for me this is what i want to see well he couldn't really reshuffle the deck last offseason. He didn't really need to, but he did all the other stuff, right? The the tour or the autograph tours around Kentucky. He did the the fundraisers for the uh for the flood victims. That that was amazing. Uh they had the Bahamas trip. I mean, that was a lot of fun. So, like the last two offseasons, he's done kind of the uh, here, here's how you get everybody back on board things. I don't know what he does this offseason that can make anybody happy. And that's just going to lead to a lot of – I I don't know. I don't know because we're in we're, we're in a whole new world, a place I've never been before. I, I don't know what to expect.
1: No, it's it's not fun times. And, again, I understand the frustration because I'm just as frustrated as anybody. People just want U.K. basketball to be fun again. You want to feel like you've got a seat at the big kids' table. Um, we are led to believe you're getting the right pieces in. You think a returning national player of the year would would be a good start, but it's been a failure of a coaching job this season by Cal and his staff. It, even if this team wasn't preseason expectations good, it should not be hanging on the wrong side of the NCAA tournament bubble at this point. It. Totally unacceptable, but I, you, hes hes you've given him a contract where it's not realistic that you're getting rid of him, and he also has put together, this is part of coaching, he's put together a recruiting class that understandably and rightfully show should have people excited. Less excited, given results as of late, or at least a little bit more hesitant. I need to see it before I buy into it. Totally get that. I think people should do that. But that's part of the gig. He's excelling in those areas. Uh, but the most important areas he's coming up woefully short. Let's hit our last break. We'll come back, get into the text line a little bit, I guess. Uh, it's just one of those shows, Super Bowl Monday, coming off a terrible loss Saturday. A lot to get to on today's show. So we will, uh, we'll get to what we can get to. We appreciate everybody listening along. Keep the text coming in, 5024141450. This is KRC on the Big X.
0: I'm still free, take a chance on me If you need me, let me know, I'm gonna be around If you got
2: your place to go, we'll be down Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush Oh no, we suck again Searching for you
1: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. One final segment. Scoot, I could have had you play this all day today. I would have. We, des- we deserve it. Uh, it's bad. It is not good. Right when we had all kind of bought back in. Just a mm-hmm. mega fall on our face. Uh, hey. It'd be better to fall on your face if you're wearing some Shady Rays because replacement pair promise you break them, you lose them. They get stolen. Shady Rays is the sunglass company that's going to say, hey, here's your order. Just go ahead and take it again. We get things happen with sunglasses. Uh, We get sometimes you just want another order of your sunglasses. You pay a very minimal processing fee. You get your order sent back to you. If anything ever happens to your sunglasses or like I've said, you just want another pair. And then also, with anything you buy at Shady Rays, 30 days money back guarantee, no questions asked, no processing fee for that. They just will give you your money back. Uh, they want you to be a happy customer. That's why they have over 200,000 five star reviews, and you can save 25% on your order when you use promo code Big X at checkout. That's promo code Big X at checkout, 25% off all the great stuff over at Shady Rays. They got blue lights. If you're looking at screens all day, you know you've been waiting. You've been meaning to get some. Wait no more. Get to shadyrays.com and use that promo code. Save some money. Really cool website. Uh, not really cool basketball by UK Roush, but is it really cool what I see everybody from KSR tweeting about this morning? What can you give me? Just the breaking like, news. Can you give me the elevator pitch on what this is, just so people are the, the listeners can know?
2: KSR Plus is here. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, we are stepping into the premium content game, uh, essentially just by adding another website. So, um, when you go to kentuckysportsradio.com, everything there is staying the same. The only thing that's changing is now if you want to pay ten bucks for a year, which is uh, the, our watch special, uh, you also have access to another website. That Jacob Polachek, who used to write for Zags blog and a couple other places, he's going to be exclusively posting over there some recruiting content. He's already been talking to football and basketball recruits. Got a story on Rob Dillingham coming out. Uh, I think that's already there. Uh, And then we're adding a message board. Like, that's all my job is. We're getting a message board and I get to post on a message board now. So excited to enter that territory. Should be a lot of fun. Um, and that's, that's really where we're kind of taking this thing. So, uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing's changing on the, 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 front end of what we're normally doing, but if you want to pay a little more, you can join our message board community and it should be, should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited. Cause like, uh, especially during like the peak recruiting season, TJ, there's a difference between stuff you can write in a KSR post versus say on the radio versus write in a message board post. Like. I, I get a lot of stuff that I can share on a message board, but I can't necessarily write on a post, so um uh, look, looking forward to having that uh, that in my tool belt.
1: You know, it's it seems exciting. I look forward to checking it out myself. Uh what would you say to people maybe like yourself Roush that for years have been saying message boards are outdated and only losers use them? I haven't been saying that for years. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It it was though like I mean,
2: if you're, I'm sure there's some people out there like, this is just a cash grab, blah, 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 blah. Like, I mean, our website's like 15 years old, never asked for money before. We got bought by a guy who got his business starting message boards. Like this was going to, we were going to add this at some point. Um, And this is just the beginning. Uh, There's some other cool features that are going to be coming down the pike as well. Uh, but that's that's further down the road. and I, I think that'll entice even more people to join. But uh just uh ro- rolling it out this morning, uh, curious to see what the response will be. should be a fun day over at the KSR interwebs.
1: Well, congrats. it is exciting. Uh, i'm i'm a I'm a message board guy. not that I post overly frequently on them. Um, but you can find some really good info. and it allows some people from like, Anonymous capacities to be able able to post, and then it allows just reporters too, and people that are actually in the know, as Roush alluded to. It is 100% totally true. You can just sometimes get away more posting behind a paywall. It, it serves as a little bit protection. Um, not that you're trying to like burn your sources necessarily, but sometimes people don't love. Don't love things being out there where it can get retweeted by national brands and national mm-hmm. people and companies and stuff like that. So, uh, cool. I-, I look forward to checking it out. Um, putting putting House to Blue and Cats Illustrated on the hot seat here, Roush. <laughs> There's enough message boards to go around. Scoots, what do you think about everything getting shot down over American, North American airspace?
0: I think it's about dang time. That's what I think. Let that balloon yeah. live for way too long.
1: Yeah, and now we'll send a message to all balloons out there. That's right. You're not, you're not going to make it. Oh, how many? Four things shot down over the course of like four days?
0: Wait, I must have missed it. I only saw the balloon.
1: No,
2: yeah, there's was two in Canada, right?
1: Uh, yeah, there was one over one of the lakes, Lake Huron. There was one shot over the Yukon, and then another one shot over Alaska, and then, of course, the one off South Carolina.
0: All balloons?
1: Jim Calhoun? Wh- who gave him a gun? They are not all balloons, Scoots. We don't really know. They're calling the one in Alaska, they're calling the one on uh, Friday and Saturday objects.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a silvery spherical object. That, that's, so it's like, oh, so you, we got, did we get the aliens?
1: And then the one over Alaska, they were like, one of the updates I saw, whenever that, whatever day it was, I think it was on Friday, they were, they said like, they're pretty sure it's unmanned. It's like, wait, so you maybe shot down something with somebody inside (laughs) of it? That seems like something maybe you'd want to double check. Uh, But now there's sightings happening all over the world, scoots. It seems like the aliens are are making it known that they're here.
0: Heck yeah. I'm pumped. I'm ready. Let's get it.
1: What are you excited about?
0: potentially meeting aliens. That would be awesome. Unless they're super mean and aggressive.
1: The the NORAD commander who's getting involved with this, he was asked, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrial? And he said, I'll let the intel community and counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled <laughs> out anything at this point.
0: Ooh, interesting. It is they're interesting.
1: Here. They're here, Scoots.
0: You're going to send me down a rabbit hole at work today. Can't wait.
1: Uh, better than working, though, am I right? Absolutely. That's right. Uh, all right, let's get to this text line, or attempt to, 502-414-1450. Uh, I think we're just oh, on man. the first one, right?
2: Yeah, we haven't read a text yet today on the Thornton's text line.
1: But we finished last week's, I'm pretty sure. I think Correct, so. yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, well, let me bring this up. Do you see that UK softball was totally host?
2: Oh my God.
1: I like if this was any other day,
2: this could be a 20 minute topic because it is the dumbest rule I've ever heard in my entire life. So quickly, Kentucky softball is losing to top 10 Texas. They make a comeback, uh, force extra innings. Before the game started, they're at this tournament in Clearwater. They say, okay. If y'all go to extra innings, the game has to end at 3.30. We have a drop-dead time at 3.30 where we got to end the game so everybody can get back uh, to campus before class on Monday, whatever it might be. Kentucky scores three runs in the eighth inning, and I'm guessing that they even had to like try to get out so that they could go back on defense. Um, so they score three runs in the top of the eighth. They're three outs away from ending the game, and there's eight minutes until 3.30. So it's 322, you got to get three outs in eight minutes. They get a fly out, they get a strike out, two outs, nobody on. They get two strikes, 0-2 count, the clock goes to 330. Game over. Not only is the game over, they say since they couldn't complete the inning, we got to go back to the last inning score. Oh, wait, it was tied at 4-4, tie ball game. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Pitch one more freaking pitch. Get, let the batter finish their at-bat. That is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, that is a terrible, terrible rule. I think it's only in place on Sundays, too, where it's like, hey, you know, this is uh, it's Sunday, people have to get back and stuff like that. But to not finish the batter, to not finish the half, you know, I think if you if you complete half an inning, you have to complete the other half. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if it goes over the time allotment by an extra twenty minutes, thirty minutes, God forbid, potentially an hour. And then if it's tied after that inning, then it's tied. But they stole one from, from UK. Uh, I know the Texas coach supposedly once UK got ahead in the top half of the inning, mm-hmm. they were doing pitching changes and mound um, visits. And they were stalling real bad. Realized um, that this a was girl the best a girl had a
2: contact issue.
1: Where she had to go fix her contact, like give me a freaking break. And you know, I I sometimes have to default back to don't hate the player, hate the game. Yep, Change that yep. stupid rule. Don't it's allow the that stuff. Rule to, I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah, don't allow that stuff to even be a thing. Where teams have to contemplate, hey, chew up some clock here, waste a little bit of time. But that was a win for UK, a great comeback win for UK softball, and I'm pretty sure they're undefeated to start the to start the year. They didn't lose yeah, one. Yeah, yes they did not them. lose. They okay. they beat
2: the Sun out of Louisville too.
1: They did, but what else is
2: new? You know, mm, nothing. Absolutely, but it's nothing.
1: tough to yeah. even be able to enjoy U uh, of stinking so much of basketball when UK is probably going to be right there with them, not know. hearing their name on Selection Sunday, which is just embarrassing. Should not, uh, should never be the case at UK, and now two out of three seasons, not, uh, not good. Hey,
0: Louisville looked good against Miami.
1: Yeah, whatever. Miami didn't care. They lost. <laughs> did Eastern Michigan win?
0: I uh, don't believe so. It don't matter. I don't, to to anymore. This
1: weekend. Yeah. I don't need any
0: more. I don't need any more. I'm fine.
1: Well, if you keep messing up like you did this morning, though.
2: <laughs> oh, man. So I guess we'll read a text or two before we end the show. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, does the guy just sing I'm a new creation song on repeat? Thanks for coming out tonight. I'm a new creation.
1: Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm. that's where I'm at on the text line. Uh, what are the
2: chances Trevor's car will even make it to and from Arizona without breaking down? Uh, well, didn't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, a lot of people on the text line on the Rutherford show call Trevor a bandwagon Eagles fan, and I, I'm kind of buying into it, to be honest with you.
2: Toppin looked like a volleyball setter trying to sneak an attack tip over the net on that rebound he knocked out of bounds. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> so bad. I'm pretty sure that led to three points for Georgia, too. Like, how do you do that? What what was that? That was was bad. Yeah,
2: really. Really bad. Really bad. Oh, man. Really need the Monsters to give Oscar his game back. How many point blank shots has he missed the last three games? It's been bad. He slowly kind of felt like he was digging his way out of that. um,
1: Yeah, I thought that was a fine Oscar game. You just need other people to step up around him. Uh, And also kind of made me laugh for as much as he has struggled. and He has, like, he has struggled, especially more so as of late, although Saturday was a step in the right direction. But before the game, they were like, and since that dominant game against Georgia, what was their exact wordings, the goober commentary, guys? I think it was like he's really fallen off the map, or he's been in a tailspin. And they showed his numbers. And he was averaging like twelve and ten. I was like, I like that. Like twelve, a guy averaging twelve and ten is a tailspin. And the thing is, like, it's not totally wrong. Like, he has taken this ginormous step backwards. It seemed, but he's still somebody that just puts up freakish numbers that we all have taken for granted, will take for granted. But there is no denying that you know, during that five game stretch, he was he looked like a different player. Maybe Saturday again was a step in the right direction. He he looked better.
2: I uh, I really appreciated that. Uh, I I put something out there. Like, you can't waste a generational talent like Oscar Shiba. Like Generational talent. Generational talent would have been a first-round pick. It's like, remember when he was the first ever consensus national player of the year for Kentucky and had the best stat line in 40 years in college basketball? Like, no, nobody? Yeah, yeah it's – he he was awesome last year. He's not the same this year, but he's still leading the nation in rebounds. So
1: Yeah, he's a little different just because like you could have other generational talents usually can do it by themselves. Oscar just can't. Yeah, he, you know, he's not good enough defensively. And then offensively, teams have kind of figured out how you can at least slow him down to some extent. But it's still Somebody that's just the best rebounder, probably in school history, and you're not going to most likely win a tournament game with them. Like that's unacceptable. If you had the best shooter in school history, you'd want to win a tournament game with that guy. Uh, if you had, you know, the best defender in school history, you well, UK won a national championship with that guy. You want to take advantage of it when you have it. And Kentucky has not not done that. Uh, Texter says UK's toughest players are all underclassmen. Upperclassmen are weak mentally and physically. Uh, there's probably truth to that. I'd also add on top of it that like, I, you know, I want Chris Livingston to be tougher. I'm, I'm sick of him going up for layups and him like yeah. observing if there's going to be contact and whether or not he needs to brace for it. And he needs to just do the Michael Kidd Gilchrist and don't care. Like put your body, you're going to dunk the ball one way or another. And if somebody takes you out on the process, then you'll go to the line and you'll live with that result. Instead, he'll go up and do I do I, am I free for takeoff? Can I slam this one without having to worry about contact, or do I need to brace for contact and try to do a little whoop de doo trick shot or a layup or try to do something a little different with things? Uh, the freshmen could be more aggressive too, is my point. They are more aggressive than the upperclassmen, and that's not cool. But they could also even be better in the right. Run, right, like
2: look what and Wallace did on Saturday. You know, in a, in a I, spot if, he
1: couldn't do that. He went. Yeah, and did
2: if it. if you're gonna be bad at least like go down in a ball of flames which is really that my biggest critique with this team like who man go go out shooting 0 for 11 or foul out use your fouls do something there the the they they needed to play desperately on saturday they did not um and i'm really worried that if it doesn't happen on sunday who could be could be bad could be bad
1: Texter says, can someone show Jacob Toppin how to catch the ball instead of tip it out of bounds before he does it a third time? Yeah, just wild stuff. Cal was super mad about that. One-handed rebound, I suppose. Mm-hmm. How did they miss that Reeves three? His feet were at least six inches <laughs> off the line, and that's that was low bad. balling. They it did go the back and thing.
2: fix it, though, but, man, it was bad.
1: Yeah, it was really bad. And then Kentucky got uh, outscored on an 18-4 to run after that. How did they are uh, and Heroes Don't Take the Stairs? Oscar is the worst big man defender I've ever watched in high level college basketball. Everyone scores at will on him. He, and part of it he's not great in the pick and roll. He's just bad laterally. Part of it's also just being six nine. Like people can just score over top of him, too. It, he, he's he gives he gives a lot up there on that end of the floor.
2: Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And also guys can just score over him, which is
1: unfortunate. Yeah, which is yeah. yeah. Yeah, good point. Great, great point there to end mm-hmm. the show. Uh, all right, we are out of time. We will put uh, a tab on where we were in the text line and different kind of week with it being a Wednesday game, so we'll have more time to get to them. We'll plan on it. Uh, this stinks, but let's let's get through it together. Let's have some fun with it, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Ooh, TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Galen. We'll see you on Tuesday.